Welcome back into the Beyond the Game program. Rick Benson along with Zach Barletta. Kristen Concordia is the head coach of the women's lacrosse team at Roberts Wesleyan College. She joins us now on the BTG studio line. Welcome to the program, Coach. Nice to have you with us. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Well, let's get to the obvious question. After last season, when your team recorded the most wins in program history, you earned a third consecutive appearance in the ECC championship tournament. This season, your turn, your team was sitting four and one. It's ranked 21 in the nation when unfortunately the season was canceled. Now we can all imagine how disappointing that was, but can you talk about that moment with the girls when you, when you first discussed the decision, was it you who told the girls? Were you all together at that time? Yeah, honestly, every minute things were changing, but I knew I wanted to be the one to prepare the girls for what could happen instead of them hearing it or reading it all on their own. So I remember we were practicing that day because we had a two-game weekend coming up. And while I was at practice, I heard that the next few games of ours were canceled and other conferences were even canceling their entire spring season. So I knew right then and there I needed to, you know, instead of practice, we should just talk about the different options for our season and for us as a team. And who would have thought, of course, less than 20 hours later, our team, our our season was canceled and I had to let the entire team know. But honestly, you'd expect, I'd expect the girls to be shocked, angry, you know, be emotional over it and all of that. But what the team did made me feel so incredibly proud because they, within four hours, they decorated the locker room. They were, had little small sentimental gifts for their seniors. Um, And instead of feeling sorry for themselves and thinking about like any of the missed opportunities, they decided to take that time to celebrate the commitment of the seniors and how they made, you know, the commitment they'd made to their team. But um, it was just heartwarming because I knew that we had a strong culture, but it was just amazing to see the girls come together in action. You mentioned the seniors, and if I understand it right, you're only graduating five girls this season. Of course, they won't have the opportunity to be with you next year. You're losing Sarah and Jessica Giancursio, Chloe Wormsley, Tiffany Melendez, and Abigail Harnois. Uh, I'm wondering, as seniors, what was their perspective of this situation? They were honestly very heartbroken, especially after such a great start and all start to the season. As coaches, we talked about how we truly felt our senior leaders had a lot to do with that success. So they were heartbroken. But after being able to step back, um, be with the team, but actually see why everything was canceled and like what the precautions were that we needed to make as a, as a team, as a conference. Um, it gave them some clarity and gave them some, you know, some understanding to everything. But of course they're originally heartbroken. Obviously you didn't get to play as many games as you had planned, but among the five you did get in a couple really stand out. You had a big win over Pace University You had a narrow one-goal loss to St. Leo University, both those programs in the top 25, by the way. Against some of the nation's best, you have both the high of a great victory and the low of a heart-clenching close loss. Can you tell us about those two games in particular and what you told the ladies after each of those games? Yeah. Um, Well, what really drove us this season was actually something Kobe Bryant said in an interview. That was basically our team quote. He said, practices are meant to be competitive. If your practices aren't more competitive than the games themselves, you're doing the wrong thing. You got to show up and work. So we knew that like the entire season, we were going to have to show up, put the work in um, during practices to prepare us for games like pace, which was our first 
game of the season. They're preseason ranked game 18. And um, I'd be the first one to say, I was just praying for us to be very competitive um, and to learn from that game and move on. But the girls came out so excited. They were prepared, honestly, both mentally and physically. And after that game, we talked as a team about um, it just being the start of something amazing. It got us all pumped up for the entire season. And um, just to remind each other to keep working hard and to continue to like have fun playing the game, because that's what really drove us to win that game was they were having so much fun on that field. So I wanted to make sure that they knew that you got to continue to have fun playing the game. And then we went down to Florida and lost by one to St. Leo, who I think was preseason ranked 23rd. And we were absolutely crushed. It was definitely a, a crushing type feeling, but, um, I think we grew mentally as a team because there were so many factors down in Florida that we just couldn't control. Um, so instead, we talked about having a short-term memory. We actually went to uh, the beach about 10 minutes away right after the game just so the girls can get dip their feet into the ocean and kind of have that short-term kind of memory. But then we talked about how we need to use what we learned during that game and use it for practice and prepare us for the next game. So overall, you know, those we were excited to play many other great teams, but, um, you know, we were ready to play them all, but those two games definitely stuck out for us. Our guest on the BTG phone line is Kristen Concordia, head coach of the nationally ranked women's lacrosse team at Roberts Wesleyan College. On a brighter note, Kristen, as I said earlier, you're only graduating five seniors, so there's got to be a lot of optimism as you look ahead to next season, but a few of your stars will be seniors at that time. Emily Tomai, Taylor Nathan, Lindsay Brinkle. Do you feel any extra pressure to do something special for them next season, especially in light of how this season was sort of taken away from them? Yeah, our rising seniors um, are so excited to push our culture um, to, to keep being a championship-like culture and then take on those leadership roles that our seniors this year did have. Um, two, two of our rising seniors, Emily my and Maddie Walsh, they're going to be captains again this season. Um, and they're, they're going to try it for the next season too, but they did an excellent job. And then we have Taylor Nathan and Lindsay Brinkle who have shown so much servant leadership qualities that I'm excited to see their continued growth. But of course, I feel that added pressure to continue to keep moving the program into the right direction, but um, especially after the start we just had. But to see, you know, that we do have strong leaders coming up and our culture is still strong. Um, I'm excited to kind of pick back where we left off from, from last time. Of course, we might have to prove ourselves in Division Two again, but um, I think we'll be ready. As you know, we do the Red Hawks recap each week on our program, and a name we've mentioned several times this season is freshman Jamie Walker. She has 19 goals on the season, tying her for the team lead with Emily Tomai. She's also got 24 points, which is second only to Lindsay Brinkle. Can you talk about the impact that she has had on your team as a freshman? Jamie Walker is a program changer. She is the most humble, hardworking athlete in, in, that I've had. And she, um, if you just look at her stats, it's obvious how she's helped our offense altogether. But if you actually watch her play, you can see that she has the ability to control the pace of the game with or without the ball in her stick. So she can push for a quick goal, um, but then she can also slow the game down and see that we've been nonstop back and forth and we kind of just need to relax. Uh, that stuff that you, you can teach that stuff, but it most likely wouldn't grasp until a few years of preaching it. 
but Jamie just has it, and we're we're really excited to have her. Kristen, your Red Hawks team has a distinctly local look to it. A lot of players coming to you from right here in the Rochester area. Has that had any impact on the success of the team? Because I would imagine they're already familiar with one another to some degree, and they have that common bond of all being from this area. Yeah, Rochester is such a hotbed for lacrosse. There's so many excellent high school teams and club teams in the area. Um, so to find girls that want to stay close to home is, is really key. And um, they're becoming more well-known. We're becoming more well-known in the area uh, and starting to push our way through the state. But you're right. The, a lot of our success really comes from the bonds that they are developing before they even come to Roberts. So girls are committing earlier in high school. And, you know, personally, I think that to, to grow a strong culture, um, you, they start talking right away. So as more girls commit for the class, they begin a group chat. They find each other during summer tournaments. They plan to attend our games together in the spring, but they just really start that friendship and that sisterhood. You know, it really just strengthens before they even come to us at Roberts. Now, seeing you have a number of locals, do you all agree on where to go for a garbage plate? We definitely do not agree <laughs> on the best place for a garbage plate. Now, I'm curious, what is a successful lacrosse coach such as yourself? What do you order when you go get a garbage plate? Definitely just a simple cheeseburger plate with mac home fries and, of course, the, the meat hot sauce just loaded all over it. Okay, you're a traditionalist then. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But seriously, when, when you're out there recruiting, uh, when you talk about Roberts, what is it that you talk about with parents and prospective players? I talk about the life and the balance because that's definitely what D2 um, embodies. But between athletics, academics, and just growing as an individual, there needs to be a balance. Um, and that definitely separates us between a Division One team. Um, I also talk about the immediate family that they'll be getting once they come to Roberts. Not just the girl, but also the, the parents and the rest of the family, um, both academically and athletically. Because, you know, athletically, we, I, I try to preach that, you know, this team, they're sisters, and um, we, we talk about how sisters are loyal to each other and how they genuinely care about each other and want the best for each other, even through the growing pains of finding yourself as a young woman. So I tell my recruits that here at Roberts, you'll graduate with a core group of girls who will be there for you all throughout life. And then the academic side of it, I talk about how the professors, the advisors, um, our athletic staff for them as well. They really care for them as student athletes and make sure they're prepared for life after the game and after college. But I also talk about um, how we are intentional with our faith. We will practice. Um, we'll, we'll pray before practices and before games. But um, importantly, we will meet you wherever you are in your walk with Jesus and um, that you don't need to be a strong Christian, but we will welcome him into our everyday lives. Kristen, you mentioned faith. Would you mind sharing with our listeners a bit about your faith story? How, how and when did you become a believer in Jesus Christ? Of course, I grew up Catholic, and um, Jesus Christ was always the, the center in my family. But I went to a secular college, and honestly, it didn't, I didn't continue to grow in my faith as an individual outside of my family. Um, it was just something that was put aside, and I was very comfortable where I was at with him. But I was very blessed to be able to do my graduate internship here at Roberts and start as an assistant coach. And being able to be around people who felt so comfortable and confident about their own continued walk with God 
was refreshing and definitely made a huge impact on me. But honestly, I will admit I struggled with my faith after my father passed. I questioned a lot, but everyone at Roberts, my coworkers, my players, my family, they all gathered around me, prayed for me and allowed me to refine my faith and walk. Um, and I, now I walk down a much stronger path than before. Sorry to hear about your dad. Uh, one more thing before we let you go. How, how is it that we can pray for you? Um, I maybe just ask that you join me while I pray for the students at Roberts. They are transitioning into the unknown with these online classes and virtual classes as other colleges and schools are too. But, um, but for many, it's going to be a huge adjustment. We've been talking with Kristen Concordia, head coach of the number 21 women's lacrosse team, nationally ranked Roberts Wesleyan College. Kristen, thanks so much for taking time to talk with us today. Of course. Thanks for having me on. That's Kristen Concordia joining us, head coach of the number 21 in the nation, the women's lacrosse team at Roberts Wesleyan College. Hey, come on back. we got a little bit more to do along with Zach Barletta. I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game program. <laughs> 